me. I ran out of things to say. What will we talk about today? Great start singing a song. I lost the tune of the song and I broke. Finally, it's happened to me. I don't know what to say and I just cannot hide it. Finally, you came along. You were a new thought and I said I'd sing this fucking song. This song to start the podcast. As we like to do over here random. Good evening, welcome to Random Podcast with me, Marcus. Episode 86, people. The big 86, as they call it. The big old 86. Oh, 86 on the board. 86 times that we've sat down and gibbered together. In 86 special ways we've all bonded, yet we've come to grow apart. You listen and you say, wow... I project something else in my head of that fine Irishman, and he's let me down. He's let me down in numerous ways and numerous counts, and the more he speaks, the less I like him. It's like that wise old owl. And I, a wise old owl sat in an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Oh, why can't we be like that wise old bird? Can't be an old poem to start the old podcast, the Roo-hoo. Um, grown apart, eighty six, eighty six birthday, huh? How many years old is this podcast? Fifty, fifty, eighty six years old. That's what we're gonna say. Eighty six, clickety click, as we say in Bingo Land. Eighty six, clickety click. Remember when you're you're when you were young and you play bingo. I bet you if they brought bingo to L.A. It would become a cool thing because people would be like, "Oh, that's so. That's what all people do. Let's make it cool. We're not going to drink. We're going to play bingo." And all these good-looking losers would go play bingo, and they think that they're fun. They'd convince themselves that they're living the best life, living my best life. But they weren't. The narrator said, "They weren't living their best life at all. They were living a facade." They were living a shell. They were doing for the Instagram. They weren't living. They were pretending. And that's when they all went home and they'd sob at night. They'd sob. These good-looking fuckers would sob and cry and say, But I look pretty. And my Instagram has over 100,000 followers. And yet I feel empty inside. Why, I wonder. Why? I haven't read a book since I was 12 years old. Is that anything to do with it? And then their brain would be like, shut up. Shut up and get up early and go to the gym. Because looks are the main commodity in this lifestyle that you've chosen. You play bingo, you don't booze, and then you go to the gym. At 6 a.m. and then you go to the gym at noon and then you smile and with your beautiful fake teeth and you pretend that you're happy. That is the life that I aspire to live, people. If you're listening to this, that's all I want. I want to know those highs. I wish I had cheekbones. I wish I had a strong jawline. Two of my biggest regrets in life, having neither. Neither. How could I? I blame my parents and their genetics. I've worked hard. And yet, I still, if I don't go to the gym and every couple of days, oh, I turn into a sack of shit. 
Which is what you want in a human being. You want them to call himself a sack of shit for no apparent reason. I think I'm uh, getting a coffee high and I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know, that's the way the cookie of the crumble crumbles. It is, what is it, the 11th of June? Oh, it's my birthday tomorrow, people. Oh, another year goes by and still so alone. So alone. Sloan, they call me. Have you ever been so alone? They just start calling you Sloan. Sloan. When does the World Cup start? That's usually around my birthday. Happy days. Still tw- another year and still 24, huh? And I don't look a day over it, huh? Getting better every year, huh? Still alive. That's the main thing. Still alive. Even though I've had a dodgy stomach for two weeks, still alive. Still alive. What's going on with my stomach? I don't know. Been Googling symptoms. Always fun. Always leads you down the dark hole to HIV and AIDS. I have neither, but I'll still Google and I'll still click and I'll click links and I'll keep clicking and I'll keep clicking until it says you're about to die and then I'll say I knew it I knew it Google you confirm me belief you confirm me belief that I was going to die even though I got all the blood tests done and now I'm clear and they call me the whistle still alive dubious stomach I don't know if it's from traveling or no it was actually from before it could all be related to red wine I was chatting to this girl and she was like, I drink wet red wine, keeps me healthy. And I was like, that's a good way to lie to yourself. I'm going to start drinking red wine too. So I started drinking red wine, <coughs> saying to myself, wow, this is healthy, this is good, this is a nice option. Little did I know that the red wine was giving me stomach issues. Apparently there's a lot of gluten in red wine and apparently I might be allergic to it. I've come full circle, people. I've come half circle. I'm in LA and I could be I could die from gluten. Gluten could be killing me. But I was drinking red wine and like the worst heartburn. I didn't relate to two at all. Because I was like, I'm drinking red wine, it's meant to be healthy. It's meant to be giving me life. And uh I was getting the worst heartburn and my stomach was in bits and I couldn't sleep. And it was brutal. And I said to myself, am I not drinking enough red wine? So I started drinking more red wine. Little did I know that was making it worse until someone Googled it for me and they came back. The red wine is what's hurting you, Marky boy. And then I went from heartburn, indigestion. I was like an old man, even though I'm 24 tomorrow. I was like an old, old man, burping and dying away every night. Then I stopped. I've been on the road for the past week and my stomach has gone the other way. Now it's even dodgier. Now it's even more. I was on the treadmill the other day and I had to run off the treadmill because I was like, oh no, stomach explosion in three, two, oh, here we go. So that was fun. What were we talking about? My birthday's still alive. Still alive. I'm surprised I'm alive. I think I almost died on my birthday when I was 21. 
It was in, oh, what was an old time in in the streets of Cork City, back there in Ireland. The cobble roads where we'd run naked through the streets, looking for potatoes, singing songs against the English occupation of Ireland, and lamenting the famine that had killed our forefathers. It was a special time, and it was my 21st birthday. In Ireland, for some reason... I still hate that I did this, but on your 21st, you meant to have a big birthday and people come. And you always have to have it in a bar that you, for some reason, you're like, no, we have to do it in a special bar. We have to go somewhere that's cool. And you'd always go to a bar that you'd never go to. And then you have it in that bar and you're like, oh, this bar's crap. This is why I never come here. And I did that. I had it in Long Island was the name of the bar. And I don't like that bar. And I never liked it. And they didn't let me in one time because I wasn't wearing black shoes. And I was like, oh, this place is brutal. And it was kind of where uh, dubious people would go and think it was a classy joint because it served Long Island cocktails, which, as you well know, are the classiest of all the cocktails. Rocket fuel, they'd call them. Anyway, went to the bar. I think I was like, oh, I have... 21st birthday, it starts at whatever time. It starts at 8 o'clock. And I used to be a hat wearer in those days. I remember I had a cool Nike hat and I'd wear it all the time and I thought I was cool. I thought I was the man. I went through a Von Dutch phase for some reason at that point too. But this was a Nike hat. It was my favorite hat. I'd wear it all the time, every day. I was a hat man. I was hiding beneath the hat, hiding the beauty beneath the hat. Although I realize after spending the week in New York, I'm uh, it's kind of weird how ugly I am during the day. My complexion, I sweat, I'm pink, I'm bloated. Uh, it's not the best, as they say, but I also realize, too, it's weird how ugly I am at night. It's weird that I'm ugly during the day and at night. It's weird how ugly I am in photos. It's odd. It's an odd situation to be, because obviously I'm very stunning. Obviously, no need to snigger in the back row. Obviously, very stunning, but it's weird how ugly I am all the time. Anyway, I was hiding under my hat, 21st birthday at Long Island in Cork. People were slow to shop. I was there with some buddies, boozing, chugging booze. No, I hate I hate having a party for myself. It's the worst. You want to show up and leave. You don't want to be there the whole time. Be like, oh, thanks for coming. Yeah, I know. I saw you yesterday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Ha, huh? who cares? But also, it's a nice day, I suppose. I was born. And little do I know in the future, I'm going to live in a city where people have birthdays birthday months they celebrate the whole month of the birthday they have pre-birthday weeks seven days of dinner before the birthday then they have birthday week then they have seven days of dinners and parties and then they have the week after they're keeping the party going and then they'll have the last week of the month and they'll still have uh just keeping the party come out or i'll be offended and i love saying yeah i'll be there and not going to any of them None of them at all. That gives me great joy in ditching everyone's party. So anyway, it was the 21st and um, boozing with a couple of core buddies. And then <coughs> people started coming in late. As is the way the way of the 21st birthdays. And people buy me drinks and shots and boozing. Me and my favorite cap. 
boozing and the place is filling up a lot of friends coming in but you're boozing and then for some reason one guy that i kind of i half knew tom was like hey man just came in to buy you a drink and i was like where are you off to and at that point almost everyone in the bar was there though not everyone but in the one section they were all there for me and they're like where are you off to tom and he bought me a big drink and he was like, oh, I'm going to a strip club. There's a new strip club after opening up. And there was no strip clubs in Ireland at that time. No, well, none were in Cork and I. They were new. I think they weren't great. It was as if they flew in some women from Eastern Europe and chained them to the radiator and said, strip for us, please. And the women pretended to like it. But also, if they got close enough, they'd say, please help me. Please I'm a prisoner. I'm a prisoner. Please save me. And then the owner would see him and they'd scream, dance, woman, dance. That was the kind of strip clubs that we had in Ireland. Anyway, he said, I, I got to go and go to the strip club. And I said, and he said, you should come. It's your birthday. And I said, I should come. It is my birthday. And then I just left. I left my own party with a guy I was half friends with. And we went to a strip club. Everyone was texting my big phone saying where are you where did you go and i didn't reply we went to the bank and we took out either 200 or 300 euro and i went to a strip club and i can't really remember it and i came out with no money and i didn't get any dances and i think i was robbed by these eastern european women no sign of the money and we were walking i was like oh, i better go back to my party and we were walking back to my party and um it was at the other side of town so I started playing a game myself where I would take off my hat and I would throw it in front of me down the street like a frisbee. And then I'd walk up and then I'd find my hat in the ground and I'd say, oh yeah, I found my hat. And I did that for at least 10, 15 minute walk. And then we were getting almost back to the bar where we were originally and we we're crossing this bridge. And I did that hat trick and I whizzed it. And a gust of wind took the hat over the bridge and into the River Lee. That was a famous river in Cork. Oh, and Cork were famous for our rivers. So the hat went into the river and I was like, no, it's my favorite hat. I'll die if I don't have this hat. That hat meant to me more to me than many people in my life. And I was pretty drunk. And I did the only sensible thing I could think of. I jumped in after my hat like a complete clown. And I flopped into the water like a sack of potatoes, like a tin of beans, like a bag of, bag of rocks. That's what I was like, a bag of rocks. I just flopped and I hit the water and I was like, oh, Jesus, what am I doing? Shouldn't be in this water. And I'm a good swimmer. There was a strong current. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, I was so tired and I couldn't swim to the side. And then your man Tom, he jumped in after me and he pulled me out to the side. And by now a crowd had gathered and people were helping me out. And there was a big crowd looking at me and they were like, what happened? Who's he saving? And I was, people were like, he was saving his hat. He was saving his hat. And uh, then I saw my hat and it like went by me in the river somehow. 
And I was like, there's my hat. And I flopped back into the water after the hat. And then more people had to jump in and pull me out of the river and save my life. Let's be honest, save my life. And they were like, take him home. But my buddy's like, yeah, you can't go home. He's too fucked. So they brought me to my friend's house. And they dried me off. And they said, there, there, Mark, there, there. And then I fell asleep in the bed. And then there was a guy that I didn't like. And he came in and he was like, oh, there's a drunk guy there. And for some reason, he shaved off my eyebrow. Then he shaved off parts of the back of my head so that's what you do in Ireland if you see a drunk person you shave them you shave them and you say ha ha I gotcha and my buddy Colm I think tried to fight him because he's like what the fuck are you doing and my buddy come later on he said we're going to get him back we're going to get him back trust me with that but then I woke up in the morning and I had an eyebrow missing and the back of my head had been shaved and I had kind of longish hair at the time but I woke up drunk and I was like, where is my hat? Where is my hat? And I took a taxi back into town and I looked around the river edge for the hat and I couldn't find it. And then I went home and I fell asleep and I walked back up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, where the fuck is my eyebrow? I'm missing an eyebrow. And then I felt the back of my head and I was like, oh, I can feel my scalp. I can feel my scalp. And then I got filled into what happened and I was like, oh, Jesus. And that night, I think that night was like my birthday night, and I had a big dinner planned. Big dinner. Because uh, the following day, I was going to America for the summer. I was going to Boston for the summer. And I went to dinner, and my mom was like, where's your eyebrow? And I said, I don't know, mom. It's gone missing. So I'm the back of your head, and I said, oh, the lads were just messing around. She said, but it looks horrendous. And I said, I know. And then she, I think she gave me a pencil and I tried to color in my eyebrow. I faked an eyebrow. Fake eyebrow hairs they used to call me. And uh, it kind of looked like I had cancer, leukemia. Missing an eyebrow is one of the weird, you look in the mirror, you're like, who is this person? Jesus. And then we went to dinner and people were looking at me as if I was a... terminally ill patient and I was like I'm sorry and I had to buy a new hat because I couldn't hide my other my face and my hair with the hat that was missing and it was a I think my mom wanted to cancel the dinner because she was like the whole family will think that you're a pity and I said Asher let them find out now before it's, it's either now or sometime in the future I had dinner went to Eco's in Douglas I believe that was, that was a good dinner spot for breakfast or for birthdays. And then I went home. And then the next day I got on a flight to Boston. And everyone was like, where is your eyebrow? And on the plane, I can't remember if they gave me an upgrade. Because they thought I was dying. With my shaved eyebrow. And it was a great time. And ever since, you know, every time the birthday comes around. I'm like, oh, it's just it's nice to be alive, huh? It's nice to still be in the game. <coughs> So that was a fun birthday. That was a fun time for us all. Um, oh, this is going on. There's, there's a birthday story. Don't know where that came from. That came from the Gibber Ether. There was an Ether. Oh, I just came back from touring. I was on the road this week. We we're in New York. But it's Crystalia and Michael Lenoche. 
two lovely, lovely guys, just two clowns like myself. We went to New York first for a few days, <coughs> and then we were in New Jersey and Delaware and Pennsylvania. I was hosting Chris's shows, opening up, and then Mike was featuring, and then Chris was dominating. Big, huge crowds, like 1,500, 1,600, 1,700 people. Always a hoot. But we did a few days in New York first, just doing some uh, smaller bar or club shows. They were a good laugh, too. But usually when I go to New York, <coughs> I stay at my buddy Jimmy. But alas, Jimmy is now in London for a year. First time I've been there... In seven years, maybe that he's not been there. It's been very disappointing because I have nowhere to stay. So I ended up getting an Airbnb and oh, hoochie mama, did I get fooled. Oh, I got tricked. Oh, I got bamboozled. First of all, it was cheap. It was like $50 a night. But it looked really nice and it was close to where Chris and them were staying. So I was like, all right, perfect. It was like a 10-minute walk. Boom. Looked nice in the pictures. Brand new spot. First time, first person staying there kind of thing. I was like, boom, I got a deal. You know me, people. Love a deal. Love a good deal. Sell me a hat for, it's worth 20, but you tell me it's 500 and it's down to 400. I'll be like, ah, oh, would you take 300? And you could say, yeah. And I'll be like, yes, got a deal. Little did I know it's only worth $20. But, uh, so I got a deal in this place. It was like, by the Bowery, but it was in Chinatown, and uh, so we get in, we go by Chris Hotel, get a bunch, and then myself and Mike head off to where we're staying, different places, because um, like on the road, like New Jersey, Reading and them, we were all in the same hotel, but for the first few days, it wasn't work, it was mostly just hanging around, having a laugh, so we'd get our own accommodation. Anyway, I went to the Chinatown and I was walking along and I was like, okay, okay, it smells like fish everywhere. The streets smell like fish. And I'm walking and it's, uh, I know it's close to where it is, like right next to it. I'm like, oh, that's a loud bridge with a train constantly going over and it's so loud I'll have to shout because it's fucking loud. And then I'm like, oh, this is where my spot is. This is where I'm staying. I'm kind of, the building is almost under the bridge. If I look out the window, I'm looking up at the bridge. And I get to the place. And it's like, it just smells of fish everywhere. Not the good fish smell. You know the good fish smell. This is like the dubious fish smell. It's like, ah, oh, is that gone off fish? What's happening? And I kind of smell a pet food too. The building where I was. So I get in. I have to wait someone open the door and I get in and there's like, there's a big, tr uh, what are they called? Skips, like trash, I don't know what the hell, bins outside. And there's like, I'm walking into the building and a rat like runs, hits my foot, I almost trip. I do a little bit of a, ha ah! like a scream, like a yelp for help. I'm like, was that a dog? And then I'm like, no, this is New York. That was a nice big old rat, Ratatouille, whatever the rat's name I hate when people are like, you know the rat and ratatouille isn't called ratatouille. And I'm like, you know I don't care. I couldn't give a fuck. I don't really remember that movie. But anyway, this rat hits me. And I scamper inside. And uh, <coughs> the hallway is narrow. You couldn't fit two people down the hallway, I'd say. 
and the stairs are steep and narrow and I'm walking up the stairs and a rat scuppers down the stairs and almost hits me and by now I just want to scream scream for fucking help but I'm like no 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 this is just New York this is New York you're not staying in a hotel this is part of the New York experience you're getting beaten up by rats you're the rat king now fight back become king of the rats don't let the rats fight you fight them in fact embrace the rats become friends with the rats have the rats do some odd jobs for you that was my thinking so i get up to the apartment and there's keys in like boots wellies what do you call rain boots and i open it and it's tiny and it smells like pet food inside and it's like I'm like, oh, this is like an Asian family's little apartment. I'm like, this isn't what was on the Airbnb photo. This is not what I was led to believe. But, you know, you're here and it's about 11 at night. And you're like, all right, well, this is it. I'm not going to be changing it now. It's too much hassle. And I opened the door to my room because I was given instructions. And it's tiny and it has a single bed. And it has a chair, and it has a towel, and it looks like a cell. And you're like, okay. And I gold pared, and I'm like, okay, okay. And it was it was kind of the place when I saw it, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to be drunk. I'm going to have to be drunk to be able to sleep here. That was my thought, and it didn't change at all the entire time I was there. I was like, I yeah, I'm definitely gonna be definitely gonna have to be drunk now to be able to stay there. Um and then I go to sleep and at seven AM <clears throat> Oh no, we go out, I go back out and we go for something to eat, me, Chris and Mike. And I go back to, I get back to the apartment, I'd say about three thirty, maybe four, four in the morning. And I get to sleep, and then at 7 a.m., there's like a jackhammer going off next to my head. So there's construction in the apartment next door. They're like building a new apartment. That's why it was so cheap, and it's on the opposite wall of where I'm sleeping, and the wall is about as thick as toilet paper paper thin walls and they're just going at it from 7am and I'm like no please Jesus no and then I can hear the builders in there and they're like speaking Chinese and it sounds like they're in my ear they're so close and I'm like ah that's why it's so cheap and I'm getting done I'm getting done like a fuck like a fuck I'm getting done and then I downloaded this white noise app before. This girl told me about it. Sound, sound lady told me all about it. And it re- I was like, oh, maybe that would work. And it kind of worked. So I got another nap in. And eventually I was like, all right, I'm just going to be up. I'm just going to be up every morning at 7. I'll get home at 4 and I'll be up at 7. And I just lay around and I tried not to go mental. And then I was walking around New York. I overpacked. I overpacked by about eight t-shirts. I brought 
10 t- I was like, I'll wear a t-shirt during the day and at night. Every day will be a different one. Because at night I'll be performing and during the day I might be sweating walking around. So I'll bring about 94 t-shirts. I'll bring a hoodie. I'll bring a denim jacket. I'll bring three to four pairs, three pairs of jeans, a pair of tracksuit pants, shorts, two workout tops. I'm just like, why am I overpacking? I wore about four t-shirts. Um, and I'm walking around. Oh, walking around during the day. I was sweating like a whore in New York. And that's when I realized... Yes, it's weird how ugly I look in New York during the day. I only look good during golden hour in LA. Anytime I go somewhere else and it's a different climate, I always look ugly. Or maybe I am ugly and I just see the lighting is telling me the truth. It's very odd. It's very odd. Fuck mirrors. Um, So we're walking around, sweating like a whore. Chris and Mike are laughing at me because my place where I'm staying is so bad and you know it's a great time all in all all in all I was like a troll under the bridge every night I go back to my little abode under the bridge like a real troll that I am the real troll I'd be sweating pink head walking around sweating in New York window shopping but mostly sweating drinking coffee Oh, new climate too, that always upsets my stomach. So my stomach was already upset, and I'm already in bits, and now my stomach's going weird. My stomach's like, what the fuck are you doing to us, murky boy? It was already goose from the red wine and whatever the fuck. Traveling, dehydration, and now you're fucking doing this to us, and you're not getting sleep. So you look like a big bag, a bucket of shit. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. So then my stomach fucked me up and then I'd have to listen to trains. First thing in the morning, you know, it was a great trip. Great trip. I think I said about the van I saw on the Airbnb. Some guy was renting out the back of his van. I think that would have been a better option than this fucking little troll dungeon that I I ended up in. But at the time I was like, ah, this is awful. But, you know, in the long term, it's probably better for my character. I'm going to keep saying that to myself till I die. And I'm like, wait, I thought it was all going to be worth it. And then you realize, no, maybe it's actually not. Maybe it's not worth it at all at all. Maybe maybe you should have considered tricking a hot girl into marrying you earlier before your stunning looks faded. And now you're all alone. Maybe you messed up your life, Marky boy. This is what I'll say to myself as I'm sweating. The Rat King, the troll under a bridge. Maybe, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have given... People ask me, they're like, oh, are you just pretending that LA is that bad so other people won't visit, or is it that bad? No, it's that bad. Like, before I left, a girl was like, I'm so dumb with dumb people in LA. Today has been the last straw. And I was like, the what straw? And she was like, got angry, and she said, the last straw. Like, I was dumb. And then I'm like, okay, you're dumb. LA is dumb. At least you understand me in New York. I don't have to repeat myself. Still mumble. Although I'm so annoying too. Jesus. So like we're doing shows in New York as well. And people are like thinking that everywhere we went, people would say to me, Chris, 
Ah, you twins, you twins, even walking down the street, people just shouting, hey, you twins, you twins. We're like, no. You twins, you guys twins? We're like, no. Ah, you're twins, do you? are twins. We're like, no. And then after shows, people are like, oh, you Chris's brother. We're like, no. How come you look so alike? I don't know. Why'd you dress similar? Just sheer by chance. We dressed like this before we met each other, and now we just happen to be friends, and that's how we dress. It wasn't something that happened after we became friends, because that would be crazy. <laughs> and then they're like, and then after one show, these two girls were like, okay, we, you can stop with the whole bit. And I was like, what's the whole bit? And they're like, we know you're faking your accent. And I was like, I'm not. And they're like, look, we know you're related to Chris. You can you can drop the bit. And I'm like, I'm not doing a bit. They're like, you're so dumb that you're keeping up this bit. And then I'm like, no, you fucks. I'm not doing a bit. And then they're like, I'm Irish. I have an Irish passport. I know that accent's fake. And now I'm like, I'll oh, just let it go. Let the dumbness go. Release the dumbness into the world. It's not yours, Mark. Let go. Doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, you're dumb as fuck. And they're like, no, we're not dumb. We we go to Harvard. And you're like, oh, but you're just stupid. So and they're like, you can stop with this bit. And then they're looking at my Instagram. They're like, what's with all this Irish stuff on your page? They're like, is this a whole character you're doing? You should really just be yourself. And it's like, oh, Christ, everyone's dumb no matter where you go. It's very nice. It's very nice to know the dumbness is coast to coast. It's not just in L.A. It's coast to coast. Although I'm dumb, too, I realized. Like, if any if a normal person comes up to me and they're like, I'm Irish. I'm like, no, you're not. But then if a famous person says, I'm Irish. I'm like, oh, wow, apart. Let's be best friends. So we're all quite dumb. You know yourself. You know yourself. Maybe I was just going delirious in New York. Because I get back to my apartment. Maybe I got back at like four in the afternoon. That construction was still going. Still going strong. Slowly but surely I was looking over the balcony. Being like, I wonder if I could just escape or throw myself off. Fun times, people. If you need that. Airbnb hook up. You you've came to the right man. But then we left New York. What is happening in New York? People thought I was faking my accent, so that was nice. We're driving around. You know we went to Delaware, we went to Reading. We went to a place called William Thing. William Thing. And people are like, Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so sorry Thank you so much for coming to our city You're like Jesus is it that bad Because we wouldn't see much You just get in you get to the hotel Then you go to the venue get something to eat And they're like oh my god thank you for coming here No thank you And you're like okay Went to Reading Pennsylvania I was like oh I bet they do a lot of meth here Seemed like a meth place Bit dubious Not bad if you're staying like in a five star hotel then you go you're like is this place nice or is it just a hotel then these big theaters like I think last one at 1700 theater you're like where are all these people coming from 
That's why I didn't get about Jersey either. Jersey's so spread out. I was like, how are there going to be 1,500 people? But then I realized, oh, they come from all over. They come from all over the land. They come from far, far, far away. And then they're here. And then we did the shows and they were delightful. Met a lot of sound people. Then we flew back to L.A. Oh, I thought I was going to be goosed for the flight back. It's nice. Chris was up the top, first class. Mike somehow got right behind first class. 6F, I do believe. And my seat was 33B. Second last row from the the last, second last row of the airplane. And by Christ, the last four rows of my flight yesterday stunk of every bad smell you could think of. Pet food, manure, shit, piss. The whole shebang. I was like, oh, this is going to be the worst flight ever. But I slept the whole way. Sleeping mask, they're unreal. Get a sleeping mask into your life if you can't sleep. Oh, they're mighty. I can only sleep in airplanes too. It's very odd. It's very odd. Um, back in LA. Got back and it was pride. It's pretty homophobic. If you didn't have sex with a gay man yesterday, if you didn't, then you're a homophobe. They're the rules, people. They are the rules. It's cool too. I got back to LA yesterday. And by my board, I saw this girl freaking out. Because her friend didn't get a good video of um, of her giving money to a homeless man. And I've seen that before in L.A., but it was nice to be reminded. This is what L.A. is all about. If you're not getting, if you're not, if your good deed isn't caught in camera, then it's not really a good deed at all. It's just a fucking deed. No need for such a deed. All right, this cough is wearing thin. Like me patience. Like like me life. I also realized back in LA, words of different meanings. Like in Ireland, if I was to hear a girl saying, oh, I love to travel, it usually means you like backpacking. You like going around for little weekend getaways. But in LA, if a girl's like, oh, I love to travel, it usually means that she's a whore. She's a whore that will travel to you for sex if you want to pay her to do so. So that's nice and getting reacclimatized with the the LA lingo after a week away. You know, you lose your, you get it. You're out of the loop. You're out of the loop, and you've lost the will to continue. But now I'm back in the loop. And now I remember I'm surrounded by whores and people who freak out at their friends for not doing a good job at them doing charitable deeds. What charitable deed am I going to do? Well, this podcast really is like charity. It's free, free entertainment from my mouth to your ears. Maybe you're you're listening to this on your laptop with the speakers facing your face and you're letting the words wash over your face. That's how I think it should be enjoyed. So let the words wash away your dirty sins because you're a sinner. I can tell by the way you're listening to this. You're a deviant and a sinner. And that's what I like. That's That's what I like to hear. I like to hear deviants and sinners come to me to be born again. To be born again into redemption. At the moment, just words coming out of my mouth. Um, all right, 
Good work. Good work, Geminis. If you're listening, I love the way people in LA hate Geminis. Oh, you're Gemini? Get the fuck out of my life. Get the fuck out of my life. I never dated a Gemini once. Get the fuck out of my life. He ruined me. He ruined me. He was like, okay. Okay. And that's it. That's all I say to them. I just say, okay. Here's a good trick, too, I do to keep Jesus happy. Sometimes if I'm texting a girl, I'll say, Jesus, you're beautiful. Just in case Jesus is reading along and he feels left out. You know me, people. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And I give back. I give back to Jesus and I give back to the people. And I I, I don't give back to people enough, really. But there we go, sure. Let's end on that sad note. Happy birthday and all the best. And uh Go buy my books for my birthday, huh? Buy them and read them and... Uh, I think I'm going to finish up this poetry book I'm doing. And then I'll release that. And you can be like, whoa, that's a beautiful book. And then you can be like, hey, let's buy it for people for Christmas. All right, there's the plan. Good night. Good duck. Good duck. Good duck. Good duck. Sure, go on. Go on. Good duck. And adieu. Thank and you.